No mistake from the Frenchman. Is yet for the side. There may be something for Ozil here. It was Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Corner Flag Talk podcast. We're here to keep you guys company during this quarantine and keeping in the theme of the red and blue from Catalan is Barcelona. And we are doing an in the spotlight episode of the Kule and in do it. So I have my co host as always, Virgil. Virgil was good. Yeah, that was good here. Just taking one day at a time. Remember to wash those hands. I'm just chilling home. I see Virgil yesterday, dog, and that made me quite happy. I yet the man was frowning. I just so have... what? Yeah. And then, as the Barca fan on the show, we brought back Daniel once again. Daniel, was he good, man? Fantastic. So, in doing this, guys, we're going to look at Barcelona right now, where they are in the standings in the various competitions, whether or not it, would, it looks like their season would be a success or a failure. And then looking forward and how they could improve the team in whenever the common window would be in order to achieve success in the not-so-distant future. So, currently, Barcelona are first in the La Liga table, or um, level all games, every team has 27 games played, yeah. they sit on 58 points, Real Madrid are narrowly behind them with 56, and in the Champions League right now, they are on a 1-1 draw with... Napoli, Carney tied back to the camp, no? And they got knocked out of the Copolari by Real Sociedad, I think. Or Athletic Bilbao. I think it was Bilbao. Yeah. So, you know, Daniel, you see fan here. Do you think so far this season has been a success? I mean, it's hard to call it a failure, but you're on top of the league. Do you really call that a failure? But by Barcelona standards, I'm sure the players and the, and the staff and the management are, are not happy. Um, I believe that this is one of the most points dropped I've seen uh, in, a, in a long time. And in this league, um, this is a league that they usually dominate, that they're usually very comfortable in. And I think this was one of the few seasons that, um, that the title has been tested for them. Uh, while they are on top, I, I don't know if they will finish on top. Uh, it's definitely been a test. Oh, good, cool, cool, cool. I'm probably, I'm probably outside looking in Virgil. Would you say that this Barca team is, you know, worthy of being on top or, you know, failures around them keeps them on top? You know, what's the outside looking in perspective on it? Yeah, well, I remember when the whole talk of just boring this season and we're just giving the title to the, to the first place, you know, when that whole talk had started. A lot of Madrid fans were talking and saying that how saying that um they felt that that'd be unfair to them, but because just because just because they're in second, they feel like they had a better season. But you know, looking at La Liga, you'll always look at your the title is always between Real Madrid and Barcelona, and I feel like with that, it's easy with the judges looking at the, the classic rules. And I think the, the the last time they played it ended in a draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, last time Real actually won the. Yeah. Two yeah, one. Yeah, last. Yeah, so so looking looking at that and and also for the, for the table, it is, it is close. So 
If the way to say because I know remember in the early Ramadan had had a little different form. Ramadan was catching back catching back a form, so that is the little the little grey area there because maybe if the season did continue. Mm-hmm. Between the two teams, I felt like Real Madrid was the one picking up the pace, yeah. and uh, you know, and from from that, just going off the last thing that happened there, that I I look at it in that way. Yeah, I think if you if you had asked me like the two weeks before the season was um, stopped, I thought Real Madrid was having the better season because before those two weeks, Real Madrid had the best defensive record in Europe. They were really actually having a good season. They backed Thibaut Courtois, found back his form, and so did a number of players that, that revolved around the back line. Sergio Ramos, Rafael Varane, uh, Casimiro in the defensive midfield. And until they are late starter, where they lost one of those games, I believe it was against... Uh, I think it was Mallorca. No, no, no. It was against Real Betis. Israel Batis. And before that, they drew a game nil nil with Sociedad or something not too long before that. And up until that point, they were a top basser. They had just beat them in the classical. And as a unit, they look like they finally found their identity post um, Cristiano Ronaldo. However, <laughs> there's never ever a reason to discount the factor that is Lionel Messi. And Series one sometimes he's managed to keep Barcelona not just in this title race, but as we can see on top of them in the title charts. But as Daniel rightly said, if we look back at the La Liga title races over the last 10 years, the only time that the La Liga title was closely contested was actually the two times that Barcelona lost it. Um, and the first instance was with Atletico Madrid when they won the title on the last day against Barcelona with a 1-1 draw. And on the other instance was when Real Madrid won it in 2017, which also went down to the last couple of matches of the La Liga race. And Barcelona, as Daniel not says, normally runs away with the title. So this is an abnormality. And I think it has to do with, one, the lack of function that the team is having right now. Not necessarily at the fault of anybody per se, but it's because they spent the last two years playing very defensive football on uh, under Valverde and now are readjusted to something that's on the other end of the spectrum with Setien. And they don't necessarily have the personnel available to do that. You know, I don't really imagine um, Arturo Vidal playing tiki-taka football. And it's just a whole adjustment period. And again, <laughs> they're just really lucky to have Lionel Messi who can, yep. in a game where he's out of form, put up three assists for them to win three two, and then the next game when he was coming out of form, scored four, and oh, oh my god! But yeah, and then now looking at the Champions League now, we'll have Virgil for first this time. Virgil won one with Napoli, um, a game that Napoli really didn't manage to stifle them. Uh, it was a smash and grab to some extent to get the one yeah, on. But it was the whole point of it, you know, is knockout competition, is to just beat your opponent. It's not about points, it's not about style, it's about getting food in the competition. So what's your feeling looking at that game, Rudolf? Yeah, that that was also a surprise of many seeing that how how well Napoli under under Gattuso who was was fairly new at at that point in time. 
Mm-hmm. It was really a shock, really a shock to, to see Napoli and how Napoli says fight for Barcelona for the entire game. And you throw, throw the season for Barcelona. Is, I don't want to just say weaknesses also. It was a lot of, you know, luck was against them, you know, with the, with the injuries that they had and everything that, that, that was going on, going on with the club. Mm-hmm. But from just looking at that, you, 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 you just felt like Barcelona just made a... a it was. It didn't feel like it was like a graduate, a graduate, just downfall. When I was a downfall, just a graduate weakness with Barcelona. It just felt like it just came out of nowhere, and you just didn't know what what was going on. Barcelona it just felt like their whole structure just fell apart, and that's left a lot of lot of pundits and everybody wondering what where next to go with Barcelona. They don't know if they, if it's a sense of whether they just need few players here and they or just need a whole change, a whole change way, even whether it be midfield defense. And just from that from that game, that that Napoli side just took it to them, man. It's a lot of a lot of teams teams out there that have sh- a stronger teams than Napoli, and you you just feel that this Barcelona team might be the weakest they've ever been compared to previous seasons. Mm-hmm. That's good talk, boy. What's your response to that, boy, Daniel? I mean, I think we just kind of hit the nail on the head there when when he said that this is the weakest Barcelona team um, that he's seen. Compared to previous seasons, uh, it definitely is, and and um and he was also correct in saying that that the different form just seems to have, have come from nowhere. I mean, yeah, looking back on it, you could you could see the trends of of things, you know, gradually deteriorating a little bit more, and a little bit more. Rakitic starts losing his legs, and Busquets loses legs, and we didn't recruit well, and injuries, failed transfers, a bunch of stuff, right? Um. But no, definitely in terms of in terms of that that Napoli game at least, um, the different forms seem to seem to have come out of nowhere. Especially, I believe we went into Napoli with maybe three games, one back to back to back. Uh, Messi was back in form, whatnot. Um, that Napoli game was a game I actually missed, right? Which I would say ended up being pretty better because what it was, I came back home and I watched it over. And usually when I watch over games, um. I get to pay a little bit more attention because, well, it's not happening in real time, you know, so it's not really caught up in the moment as much as they just get to, to relax and uh, actually take in the game. And um, I think definitely, if I remember correctly, right, because it was a while ago, but for that first half, Napoli could have definitely scored a bit more than um, than Merton's goal alone. And even <laughs> Merton's goal, like, that was not their best chance. That wasn't even a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So if they had actually put some of their chances away, or, or had it not been for for the wall, um, th- things could have been looking a lot worse. And then who equalized those Griezmann? Yeah, I Griezmann think. So. With equalizer, right? I mean, I usually give Griezmann a lot of shit, right? But he came up in that game. And I mean, and the equalizer. So he was he was decent in that game. He, he was, wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, I guess by his by the standard, by, he said yeah, it was yeah. one of his better games. Um, I would say that I think under regular circumstances, like even form and everything considered, I would have expected Barcelona to carry this home and still win because yeah. the camp knew is what it is. However, I'm actually not sure, given the way football is right now, that even if they would carry it home, if they would win, um, you know, it doesn't really have um home advantage. When there is no fans, there is no atmosphere. You know, it's basically going to be like a neutral venue. So I'm not sure, given 
that. But then, you know, there's also the unknown factor of that. By the time football resumes, there's a very high chance that Barca would have Suarez and then really fit. Mm. And that adds a completely different factor to it, where instead yep. of putting out a front three of Ansu Fati, Messi, and Griezmann, you're looking at Dembele, Suarez, Messi, and, which is yeah. a way more compatible yeah. front three. Yeah. So, which, again, that is a whole different conversation. But even looking past this tie, guys, and I'm being objective here, I'm not sure that, and again, this kind of comes back to the whole point that we said on Wednesday, that it does not matter how bad the side is, as long as Messi's in the team, there's a chance. So that, just that as a caveat, right? I'm not sure looking forward as some of the other teams in this competition, if Barcelona would be favourites. You know, I look at this Bayern Munich side that ever since Hans Flick has taken over, they have literally been running away with teams for kicks. You know? Um, Thomas Muller, <laughs> that man just pick up four of, as soon as this man take over, now has the most assists in Europe. You know? Um, most of second, most of the like that. Uh, that is crazy. Um, him, Lewandowski, everybody know much for Lewandowski, Gnabry. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Gnabry having fun in the Champions League this season. And then, even behind those guys, you're looking at players like um, David Alaba, Alfonso Davies having really good form in the back line. Um, Emmanuel Neuer looking back to his best, looking at another team. You're looking at PSG and Neymar looking like he's finally taking up the reins and finally taking this team to be his own and taking responsibility. Uh, you're looking across again. Man City put out a really good performance and he's been about to win against Real Madrid and look to be in the driver's seat there. And they are still talking about players returning from injury. You know, they have Leroy Sane and, and I am Rick Laporte to be back, you know. And when I look at all these other teams out there, I'm not sure that I see Barcelona as a favourite to go up against any of these teams, you know, at, at this moment in time. And therefore, taking that into consideration, if they don't win the Champions League, I... In my opinion, I think it's another season as a failure. And I'm not doing this so water down the La Liga at all because I still think they could win La Liga just because of how it is. But Daniel, you could tell me, you can answer after I finish here, right? And tell me. I think given how Barca's dominance on the domestic scene, not just La Liga, but winning doubles every other year between La Liga and the Copa del Rey, mm-hmm. I think they would have been willing to sacrifice the La Liga if it meant winning the Champions League because of how long they've gone without one and how almost effortless it has been for them to retain the other. You know? You know, tell me your thoughts on that. I, no, I, I, I fully agree with you. Um, I want to say something, though. Uh, when, I was, when I was looking at it at the time, right? So this would have been like about a month ago. Um, yeah, when I was looking at it, I, I, I could have still see Barcelona in the race, though. But mm-hmm. I just need to say that things that I had to finish off ideal for us. For us to be able to at least get a shot at the finals. Now, I'm not talking about the cup, right? But at least getting into the finals. I think it would have had to be an ideal situation. But it was actually shaping out to be like that. Because, okay, you look at Liverpool getting knocked out. Okay? That that, that was a big one. Um, you look at... Second, um, Lewa went and did his ankle. Or his ACL. Or his ankle, right? Is the uncle, but I think he already back fit though. So okay, so unfortunately he is back fit. Unfortunately for Barcelona he is back fit. But at the time, which is what I was saying, it was looking like two months out. 
or yeah. six weeks at least. Six weeks without Lewa is a big deal to Bayern. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. What's the name? City had got a nice win over Madrid, right? But if you look at City's uh season so far, not just the Champions League campaign, but the whole the whole season, right? Compared to their standards too, they were kind of going through what Barca was going through as well, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the point I get on that is that, to me, I couldn't really put my finger on one specific team and say that's a finalist team. Okay, I would it, it would have been Bayern, at, but at the time, Lewa, their only goal scorer or their main goal scorer. We discredited my boy Serge Gnabry, dog. Right. The real Fadimana. But local. but even in, in in their last game when he scored, um Lewa got three assists. Mm-hmm. And a goal out of that. Mm-hmm. So, that was the um That was the Chelsea game you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was you know that Davies and all scored in that game. He assists, he assists, he assists. Lower, yes, yeah, lower. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So with that, with, with you, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, Virgil, how do you think Barca Charles is the Champions League would have been looked at this season? Yeah, but and, and how Barca Charles there, I agree with that because from how things are playing out, you you will look at Barcelona and you always think that the Barcelona you'll see in La Liga will be different to the Barcelona you'll see in Champions League, and just based on how everything was going. Because the Champions season was already, already strange with with um with Liverpool Liverpool being being knocked out, it had a lot of well and everybody was looking at looking at um PSG PSG looking at PSG City and Barcelona to be like ones to, to to push for the final, and no matter what in every conversation everybody would always say okay whether it be City Barcelona final Barcelona PSG final from those two they'll always be like okay. Barcelona could Barcelona could make it to the final. They, they, they're not saying Barcelona could, could straight or win it, but they always they always have Barcelona in the race for at least make it to the final. And from that you you and if you want to look that down to not only Messi but having to stay in in goal. Barcelona had they have the the numbers went on the weekend, but they still have that that mentality of uh, that winning club mentality, that champion mentality. Mm-hmm. So they might not they might not be as strong as they were before where they could just where they just run over teams and all those other teams that are called could give them could give them like a, could give them a challenge but Barcelona always still had was always was never counted out by anybody so when it comes to the Champions League La Liga was different because they had those little upsets and you saw the little hiccups that it felt like the team wasn't giving it all and only Messi was and, and Messi had to drag the team on his back when it comes to Champions League, no, it always it always felt like a, dif- a different Barcelona. The, Na- the Napoli, the Napoli, any moment when when Napoli when Napoli had the the draw there, before everything happened, Pemp was like, okay, this is a this is a problem for for Barcelona away, but you know that okay, going to the Camp Nou, many people are already already saying that yeah, more likely Barcelona would come back. Good talk. Um. Okay. So. Let we look forward now. So let's say, I I personally I just I'm not sure. I just think that I think even looking at this Barca team, I think that they now like like Daniel said, there is no outstanding candidate right now to say for sure there's a finalist, right? 
But I just think that they are teams that are a lot closer to being where they want to be that where Barca is right now. Now, now at the end of the day, you know, what happens on the day happens on the day. And mm. <laughs> they know what is stopping Messi on his day. So that's a whole factor there. Um, so, yeah. So let's look forward now and talk about Barca moving forward. Um, we're looking at transfers coming in. We're looking at fixing players to what we assume would be Setien side because you would be hearing is that Setien would continue being manager next season unless something radical happens as Xavi comes in. But I think even if Xavi comes in, we're still looking at the same philosophy of football, you know, possession, attacking-based football, that kind of thing. So, who do... Unless you guys are ready, if you want, I more or less kind of know who I think they should look at this summer. Um... What kind of players you all think they should be targeting in this, whenever this window is, for the next season to want to achieve what they would want to achieve? I mean, yeah, I, I kind of know who what, are yeah. type of players that we, should, that we yeah. should be looking for. And Okay, the first thing I want to start with is that since we're talking about our chance of window here and our chance of window is a two-way streak, um, two years ago I was saying, let's get rid of Dembele, okay? And when I was saying that, I thought I was being harsh. Alright? I mean, it probably was, though. But when I, I tell you, now, let's get rid of Dembele, the boy needs to go. It just can't work. I can't. My heart has been broken time and time again. Looking at the man, not even make it back onto the pitch, but get a, a six months in training, you know, dog. In training. Mm-hmm. The man didn't even make it to his first game. Mm-hmm. He came back and re-injured in training. The man is made of glass. He needs to go. Because, no, because honestly, like, we've been depending on the man. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you look at left wing right now, there's a gap. And the reason there's a gap is because he's supposed to be blasted there. But where is he? Nowhere to be found. In the hospital. The man is in the hospital every single minute of his life. Look, I'm not going to ramble on, but Dembele needs to go. Okay? And with Dembele going, we got to sign a left wing, right? Okay, and two names come to mind. I think you know who, who they had to be. I mean, yeah. I, I don't Ch- name out Sancho, right? Oh, I was going to go with um, Jack Grealish or... Um, right. Or Bernard from Everton. Jack Grealish. <laughs> and then um, and Johnny. Johnny also have hey. an Hey! too, so we could be looking at Johnny. No, Johnny um, actually has left back, dog. <laughs> I'll put my name in there, too. Barca, if you want a Daniel Patek, take him. He hot. And he's ready and he's willing. And he's corona free. Exactly. <laughs> continue, continue, continue. Well, yeah, between between Neymar and Sancho, I think I'll be I'll be equally happy with either one. Um because for for, for different reasons though, Neymar already accustomed to the um to the trio, to the side, to the club, to Spain. There there's no acclimatization period with Neymar. He will come in and he will fit one time and it will just be business, right? Sancho, on the other hand, is 20. Okay, so that's one for now and one for the future. Um, I start that John mentions time and time again. Sancho is one of the few players in Europe right now. Three double figures in goals and assists. He is, he is a player that, um, that is willing to assist more than score from what we have seen so far. And I think that would be the, the perfect balance on the left side to what Messi provides on the right side. And hopefully he could even take off somebody strained from Messi, if possible. Um. Aside from that, I, I think that we should be looking at a striker to replace Suarez because 
See, now, yeah. these motorcycles are, are not easy to come by, right? Because you're basically looking for the perfect striker here. You're looking for a guy that could hold up the play. A guy that could, that could um, not hold up, but, ah, that, that have good link-up play, right? And yeah. then, obviously, he, he has to be able to score as well. And when I say score, I mean, now, if it wasn't for Messi, I firmly believe Suarez would be top scorer in the league every single season. Okay, but there is Messi in the, in the side and, and Suarez doesn't get this luxury. But, but a lot of times, Suarez finishes second, okay? And, and his assist numbers are up there as well. I believe Suarez have... No, he doesn't have the second most assists in the league. But anyway, it's high up. He had a lot, though. He had a lot, though. At a point, he was most. Or close exactly. To right. Yeah. And, and there was a point he had the most goals in the league, too. Until Messi came back. Bro, bro, we respect Suarez. It's right, okay. no, but what, I'm trying to paint the picture of the type of player that, that you need to replace Suarez, okay? It's right. not just any striker. You can't just go and get Oba, okay? Yeah, Oba could score a goal, but... A lot. More right. than anybody. Oba is, is a great player. Okay, no problem. But I, I try to make the point that but you can't go and throw him into Barca and huh? I expect it to click. I have two players again that I will mention. I think Lautaro Martinez is a good one for, for a couple reasons. Uh, I think it's the next one, though. Who's the next one? <laughs> it's Harry Kane, though. It is Harry Kane, though. It is. <laughs> I would love to see Kane at my club. Uh, I really would. I think I think he's the closest player to Suarez at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do, and he's probably a better finisher than Suarez. Right. So, so yeah, and, and aside from that, without rambling on, I'll, I'll just list a couple more that I think we should go for. I think I think we should go for a right back that could attack. Um, that should have been Semedo, but that should have been Semedo three years ago, not now, not mm-hmm. after. Like he's been at the club for I want to say three years. I think it's three years. It might be four, but basically he's been. He has a very good relationship with the bench and, and all the all the managers on the bench and, and all the staff and, and everything. But but he don't get to see the field, right? And I think it's been a little bit too long that he hasn't gotten to see the field and I think it's time a little bit a little bit past, right? So I think mm. we should be going for a, a, an attacking fullback. I think we should be going for an attacking midfielder. Okay, you'll notice I didn't call any defenders and that's because we have too many of them. We have many defensive midfielders and we have a fullback that is willing to defend, 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 and not attack. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I think we need mm-hmm. some attacking players. Good. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I I don't really follow much much with Barcelona and transfers, but from from those things, I I, I agree with I agree with Barcelona need one. Barcelona need a big signing, and that big signing have to be Neymar. Like, it it it's it's just going. That saga just going on. It looks like Neymar wants to come back to Barcelona. Barcelona want Neymar. That just will just go on forever. And that is signing the need. Dembele, players like Dembele and Coutinho. It, the, 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 curse, the curse of being a big club is not all the time your investment is going to pay off. So those, sometimes you, you have to take your loss and you might be able to get back the money, the same money you spend for it, but you, have to get, you might have to get back something. Would you like to ask a question now? What's that? When last did you make an investment that didn't pay off? Danilo. Nah, 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 Danilo. But now nah, for, for us, like dog, you and behind the scenes, a lot oh, of our like investment. Well, big invest big big investments is, is, is nah. We that we our investments will come it's come to any time. But now nah, for us, our problem is 
we don't repeat that same pro- we don't repeat the same thing like what happened with Barcelona, but majority of our youth investments real falling apart. So that's that's our problem. We don't we don't have a good structure for the future. I just so, think it's of the whole recruiting, and I think like Manchester United and Barcelona are prime examples of just not having the best recruitment team, you know. But yeah, continue. But but yeah, they they also need I they also need to focus, focus on that midfield and get getting some. Some young players that ready because they need they need to have that midfield um, build around around Do Young because he's a he he is a perfect Barcelona player. I know they're looking at I know they're looking at um Ndombele, I, and I feel him I feel the type of player Ndombele is Tottenham not getting no will not use him the best way. I feel like he in a Barca shirt would be crazy with, with his passing having having Ndombele. Uh, 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 as well as the a uh, big a uh, big signing in Neymar, and also focusing on getting some more some more young players already because you see what what Real Madrid doing Real Madrid going out and having a lot of they pushing a lot of young talent a lot of young talent who could be ready for the first team in in, in max two two seasons. Mm-hmm. Barcelona, Barcelona needs to focus on, on doing that because the problem that they had here with, with Suarez and and with the striker not having a striker and having to rely on. On, on on Griezmann, mm. they need they need to get somebody because yeah Messi as good as Messi is Messi is not going to be there forever and more than likely it will be hard to replace Messi so it makes no sense going on trying to find a replacement for Messi you just have to find maybe maybe two or three players that could that could get the job done future players and like the Lutaro Martinez that is also a good shot another young striker coming up coming up there cool. I uh, like those suggestions as well. Patrick, next time you're quoting my dog, quote my properly dog. Jadon Sancho is the only player besides Messi, not one of a few, only player besides Messi with, most go- with double figures and both goals and assists. But I know that was a while ago, but Muller was real close to that, you know. He just Yeah, but he only had like five goals, dog. Okay, maybe not Muller. Then. What about Mbappe? I tell you, yeah, dog, I Bro, checked so, it. So- Somebody was close. They'd have nobody. They could be close, bro. They could be on nine, bro, but not ten. <laughs> no, plus, but that's what I was saying. I thought, I thought they might have scored or assisted by <laughs> by then. No, I think Mbappe on like eight assists or something like that. Wait, you know what eight is, Patrick? No, but that was a while ago. Yeah, okay, I thought by by <laughs> by the time that maybe they got two more. So I didn't want to misquote. <laughs> um. So. I can't agree with majority of what you guys have said. I just have a few different names to throw it in the mix in one or two positions. Um, well, first, I'll just agree. So, first off, I do agree with Lautaro Martinez. Um, however, I do think that Barcelona missed the trick and literally getting a replica of Luis Suarez last season. I could have just gone get Luka Jovic, dog. But, whatever. Whatever. Now, Probably the most talented striker of under 21 is wasted on the bench. Except for Haaland. Except for Haaland. Because you know Haaland is the flavor of the month right now, right? But anyways. Definitely. So, um, do you think with Jadon Sancho versus Neymar? Now, the truth is, is that if you had asked me a week ago which one Barcelona should pursue, I would have 100% said Jadon Sancho. Well, not just because of his ability. One, he's a winger of a very specific skill set that is very rare right now. As Daniel said, he's a winger that does not necessarily prefer to be the goal scorer, but is perfectly happy in mainly providing a team, which is 
again, very rare at the top level. Um, he has the most assists of any player in any league since the start of the 18-19 season. That is ridiculous. The man is a teenager, dog. And all these things accommodated to what I take of he could have really or truly have been what Neymar wasn't. As in, being the player that Barca passes the mantle on to from Messi to the next generation. However, I had a conversation with um, a friend, Kyle Celestine, and he said, John, you need to remember something. We know Neymar to be a game winner. We know him to be a big enough personality that he could have taken games on that when Messi was being marked out, was being too focused, so that he had both the ability and the personality to take games on his own. And he said, did he do that from the moment he reached there? And the answer was no, he didn't. Neymar was at Barcelona for three years before he won the Champions League. And it's because he took time to mature, he took time to get accustomed to the team, the league, and whatever, whatever. And he said, Jadon is 20 years old, and Messi is 31. The time that it's going to take for Jadon to get accustomed and to grow into that personality, it might not take as long. But there's a less likely chance that it could be right now. And the truth is, is that so far Jadon's career, yes, he's had good performances against certain big teams, but there is no standout game against a, a headliner team that you could say that Jadon carried them to the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just the truth, you know? So the truth is, anywhere they go, anywhere they go with this, they need a left winger. They need somebody to be there. And whichever way they go out and understand the pros and cause Jade on such as the longevity, Neymar is who he is, though. And he can't deny that quality. Um, Lotaro Martinez on top. I totally agree with that. Harry Kidd on top. I totally agree with that. When you're talking midfield, I mentioned this to Daniel before, and I stick by it. And that's Luis Alberto of Lazio. He is Spanish. He'd probably be welcome back home 